Coming up, 23andMe, house shoes, the Canyon Future Mobility Project, and elongated holiday seasons. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self driving cars. You listening now to For or Against? So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends, produced by old friends. As always, I'm your host, Mike McFadden, and joining me today are Patrick Lothian, Robbie Silver, and Michael Weinand. Hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. We missed you, Mike. Yeah, it's I been a while. I missed you guys, too. Yeah, it has been a while. Less of a while for you, a little bit more of a while for me. Uh, thanks for joining us for another season. First episode of season three on For or Against. It's a divisive world out there, so we'll do our part in deciding what's good and what's bad so you don't have to. Before we get to it, I'd like to hear what's going on in the lives of my co-hosts since we last uh, wrapped up our season two. So starting with uh, Wynand, Michael Wynand, what's going on in your life? Has anything happened in the world lately, last few weeks? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, same old same old one thing that i i did do um that we didn't address on the podcast um was we talked about a pickle pizza and i made said pit pizza and i'm here to report that it wasn't so bad um it kind of had some nice flavor mixes there the bacon kind of saved it um but it also encouraged me to make more pizzas like it's not as hard oh so you actually made it from scratch i did not make the dough i'm i'm not a crazy person um okay. i've got I, an I put, easy pizza dough recipe for you michael oh you gotta send me that uh via yeah, well, it's like something th- <laughs> email <It's like> three <laughs> four <laughs> ingredients and, and you cook it in a, a cast iron skillet it's really okay good. yeah That's, you so can also maybe, ask your I'm, grocery emboldened Nice. <laughs> Your grocery store might have dough. Like they, ours just sells a bag of dough that you use to make your own pizza. It's really good. All right. Nice. All right. Very good. Thank you very much, Michael, for that update. Patrick, how about you? What's going on in your life? Um, weeks ago, I also made that pizza. I don't think we talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. I don't. I wouldn't like search it out, but like it was. It was a good taste. Um, I think. If I had too much of it, I'd get sick of the pickles. Like it would have been good if there were like two pickles per piece, but we had it like a ton per piece. You made a pickle pizza. You went yes. That's the exactly. way you gotta do it. More yeah. pickles than pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but my update for this week is I was up in my office and I heard my wife scream, ah, something bit me. And I ran downstairs and there's this funky looking bug. So I brought it upstairs and started searching the internet and found it pretty quickly um and its name is the assassin bud bug. <laughs> so that's what do you want to see you when you have a wife is the question <laughs> um so luckily it only assassinates uh other small bugs and like makes them melt from the inside Ooh. apparently these are very prevalent especially up in the south so as a new severian uh that's, that's it right Greg? southerner <laughs> i think is the word southerner uh yeah so now we're looking out for assassin bugs and there's like thousands of different kinds i also freaked her out because i told her that there's a disease that they carry that she probably won't get but maybe we should talk to the doctor and she's like what does the disease do and i went and looked it up and found out that it's mostly in south and central america 
in places where people live in mud huts. So I freaked her out for no reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't live in a mud hut. We do not. This is anyway. a podcast, so <laughs> moving on up. All right, Robbie, what's going on in your life? Well, uh, I'm still working remotely and will be doing so for who knows how long. And so my, my wife and I and our one-year-old daughter have been trying to figure out what are we going to do? Because we know that we're moving out of our current apartment and we could stay in the area and do the same old thing. Or we could take this unforeseen circumstance and turn lemons into lemonade. So we decided we're going to move temporarily for several months to beautiful Buda, Texas, which is about 25 minutes away from From my house. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, we're going to be neighbors. Yeah. Why do you pick there? Because Mike's there. Me very much. Oh, okay. (laughs) Also warm ish. Yeah, we uh, we wanted somewhere warm, wanted somewhere where we know someone. And you have a basketball court in your backyard. Whoa. Yeah, we, we found a place that is... <laughs> in Buda, Texas. Well, hold on, like a basketball very court much... or like you have a basketball hoop? Mm-mm. It's a court. Uh, it's a hoop. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a, yeah, there's a cement area too. It's like a half court. landed in suburbia. Like it is a full-on home in the suburbs. But for where we are in our lives with a one and a half year old daughter, it's going to see us pretty well, I think. You're going from 650 square feet to like 5,000. <laughs> to a mansion. Very good. No, I don't really have uh, much of an update. I feel like I've been living in Groundhog Day and this is basically the same thing on repeat over and over again. Um, but Pat, your bug story reminded me that my younger brother sent me a picture of a very creepy looking bug said, what is this? And I responded quickly, oh, that's a scorpion. <laughs> joking just just joking because we live in the midwest and then we did a little research and found out that it was actually a bug that resides in the great state of illinois called a pseudoscorpion and so <laughs> imagine like a small i don't know little bug but then it has these really long scorpion arms and just sort of lives in in our area and so yeah, i don't like that yeah i don't like Does that it either poison so. you? uh i don't think so Does it make things melt harmless. from the inside um no it doesn't do that so not quite like the assassin bug um not quite as deadly speaking of uh, scorpions i was at a wedding this is a few years ago now but i was at a wedding in oklahoma and it was a a beautiful venue is an outdoor barn and when we were in the barn dancing and and so on there were scorpions that were literally raining from the ceiling they were dropping to my friend's drinks they were landing in people's hair and so uh that was the punctuation of the wedding See Did you know that if you shine a black light on a scorpion, they're like iridescent? Like, I'm learning I mean, so glow. much today. Yeah, they <laughs> iridescent is a big word. Yes, they glow. So cool. imagine the effect that one would see when you shine a black light on it and like, like, oh, that's what happens when a black light happens. That's what happens with scorpions. Badass. Yes, now you know. Alrighty, now it's finally time again for some good old-fashioned for or against where one of us will present a topic. We will analyze that topic, discuss that topic, and really always argue about that topic, and then we will decide if we are for or against that topic. Patrick, let's start with you this evening. Take it away. My topic, I'm sure you guys have already heard of this, is 23andMe. It is a test that you can take to find out your ancestry and or health, just anything with your DNA. So I'm going to keep, there's a lot of places this can go, but I'm going to keep it pretty general 
to let you guys decide if you're for or against it and what pieces are you for or against. I'm going to start with McFadden because he's the less, least confused looking. <laughs> okay, so uh, 23 and Me, I think would be a good uh, title for a documentary that featured Scottie Pippen um, in his <laughs> life with Michael Jordan. Like but anyway, that. thank you. Um, 23 and Me, uh, the sort of DNA testing kits. I'm going to categorize like all of the DNA testing kits, not just 23 and Me, should they ever want to sponsor our podcast. Um, I have personally never had one, uh, but my older sibling has. And what I learned was that that doesn't do anything for me. I thought, oh, my brother, he had one. We have the same parents. And so I can just take his results and and that'll be that. But it turns out that that's not the case because you get 50% of your DNA from both of your parents, but it's not the same 50%. And so while he may have, I think he had like 1%, which was interesting, um, Native American or Asian. They categorize those two together. Um, so, uh, so, so he's that, I don't know if I am that or not. Um, so I, I think overall I'm for it. It, It's, I think it's interesting. I don't know how I would feel if it was like, Oh, by the way, you have this rare disease and you're going to die in seven years. I wouldn't, I don't (laughs) think I'd want to know that. They do send you that note. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be, that would be a, a bummer to, to find out, but maybe then you could, I feel like I would, you know, take the silver lining and try to, be proactive about doing the best that I could with my remaining time. So overall, I think I'm for it. I think if I actually received that news, I might have a different tune, but since <laughs> it's totally hypothetical. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'd, I'll, I'll seize the day. <laughs> so that's the optimist in me. I am four. Okay. Let's go to Wynan. Uh I have done 23 and me. I was an early adopter. Uh, with 23andMe. I did it like right when it came out. Um, I don't know why I was fascinated with it, but you know, I thought, thought you know, let's, let's get in there. Let's see, see what I'm working with. Uh, I didn't find anything surprising when it came to the um, ancestry. You know, all of those things kind of checked out from what my parents had told me. So no long lost uh, relatives that I didn't know of. Um, and, and, I was really, I found that I was related to my uncles and aunts who had also done it. So uh, <laughs> that all checked out. Um, but it's cool that they can do that. They can also say like you have this color hair and you have, you know, um, and you can, can taste cilantro um, like that. They can figure that kind of stuff out and your hair is wavy, which is all true. Um, but that, that they could figure all that out. Um, the health stuff, you know, I thought I was going to be real fascinated by it, but like I'm less um, uh, like a le- less likely than the average person to get Alzheimer's for an ex- example. But by that, that means like instead of a 1% chance, it's a 0.8, 0.08% chance. So it's like not that different. It's not going to really affect the way that I change my life at all. So it was no- nothing groundbreaking. I think the side that people get concerned about, the side like why my father won't do it, I think, is because they have my DNA and it's on file. <laughs> uh, and I don't care. Uh, I've got a thousand and one things that I uh, have worrying about. Like that's not on my list. God, I wish that that was the thing that like would take up time in my head because all of the <laughs> things that are more immediate to me that, are, that I'm worried about are, are crowding all that out. So I don't really care. Um, I think some people can find some fascinating stuff. 
uh, Mike, my brother, I did it and, and got slightly different things, uh, like you mentioned. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm four. And Robbie. Yeah, I was trying to think of the different angles I could take with this. But so I, 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 I've done Ancestry DNA, which is basically the same thing. And one of the cool aspects is you can find new blood relatives that you didn't know existed. And so you get a list of, you know, if, if my parents did it, which obviously I know my parents exist, but it would say, you know, these people took it and based on the DNA of them compared to you, they are most likely to be your parents. And these people took it and they're most likely to be your siblings. And these people took it and they're most likely to be first cousins. And you can go out to second and third and fourth and fifth cousins and so on. And so I think that's really interesting, especially when you think about like how genealogy works. Like we all trace back to some sort of common ancestors. And so to find people many generations later where we have like one single great, great, great grandparents in common, like none of us would be here if it wasn't for that one dude getting his wife pregnant and then (laughs) having all of us come after that. Like it's a pretty mind boggling thing to think about. So (laughs) I think it's really cool. I'm like Mike uh, wine and I, I got nothing to hide. And if I do have something to hide, then find it. Like, whatever. There were things. Go ahead and do it. Like, yeah. (laughs) The only person that's going to find that interesting is me. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm for. Also, uh, it is impressive some of the level of detail they can get to. Like, for Lexi's family and Lexi's DNA, they could tell that her ancestors were from. Germany and other parts of Europe, but that this specific group of people from Germany migrated to a small area in South Dakota. And so like her DNA is linked to South Dakota. That's cool. Because you know, they all kind of, there's a small community. They just, they had a limited population of people that they could mate with. <laughs> so there you, there you go. They wrote over some of the same paperwork. Yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm a little more mixed on it. Partially because there have been people who've taken like both of the big tests and both have shown them different things. Hmm. So it's like almost like more of a fun activity to do than like real 100% knowledge of like where you've come from. But I don't know if that's a data set thing. Like they'll get better and better the more data they get. I don't know why that is. Um, But I think I would be more for going to one that has more science backing it like these seem like more like marketing companies but there are some out there that have higher ratings that you've never heard of before um which also makes me uh think of how much i dislike when you look up like oh here are the top 10 of this category that you should get and you look at three lists and none of them have like anything (laughs) in common with each other and you're like well clearly this guy just threw a list together like this sucks there's also, you guys were talking about how you aren't like worried about, oh, what have I done? There's stories that people's relatives have been caught for things Uh-oh. because somebody else took a DNA test in their family. So if Just your brother, served. if either of your brothers killed a guy, you could be getting them in trouble. Would you really want to do that? Yeah. I mean, if they did it, then they deserve whatever's coming to them. Yeah. So I think in general, I'm for, I was more for like the health stuff, but then Wyan brings up a good point. Like either you're going to find out something really bad 
or it's just going to be like you have a less of a chance of getting this thing that you're probably not going to get. Yeah, like so I found I, out I had a little bit more likely of a heart of getting heart disease. But like again, it's like instead of twelve percent of an average American, it's fourteen percent. Like, yeah, what am I going to do with that? So <laughs> I think yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Pat. There, so you mentioned like the improving the data sets, and I don't know how it is with twenty three and Me, but with Ancestry DNA, because they have our DNA DNA on file and their data is getting better we'll get an email update like every that six months to be like our, as well. our data is getting better. And our, and because of that, your results have been updated. And so when I first got my results, I was like 95% Ashkenazi European Jew, What a surprise! Uh, which make, makes sense. But then there were a few random things in there. And I remember being like really intrigued because I was 1% Senegalese. I was like, that's crazy. Like, where, where's that from? And then sure enough, six months later, yeah, I got an update. No Senegalese. I am 100% Ashkenazi Jew. Wow. See, I, I want to just interject because, Pat, I feel the reason that you're on the fence about this is because for as long as I've known you, you've, uh, your family has shared the lore of your lineage to William Wallace, the That's famous true. Scottish freedom fighter. I'm, I think you're afraid to find out mm-hmm. that that story is just totally <laughs> Yeah, I'd be okay. Like, I've thought about that recently. Like, where because i remember it was my grandfather who like researched and found that out like while i was cognizant of being a human so it was like later in my life like he somehow found that out but i don't know how like i don't think he just was a liar but i I don't know how (laughs) and i also don't i don't think 23andme has data going to william wallace so the chances of finding out that that's not true. Probably not great. I got to think the bad that... guy in that movie, Edward Longshanks. It turns out that you're related to him. <laughs> 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 oh, there there is another another funny thing about it. so the ancestry app, which Lexi has. Every so often, it will update you and show you like really distant relatives that you're related to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I think this is through the DNA. If it's not DNA, maybe it's just the family tree, whatever it is. But it can tell you, like, your sixth cousins with this person or eighth cousins. And so, like, Lexi's, like, sixth cousins with Mitch McConnell and, like, eighth cousins with Walt Disney. But that's got to be, like, 14,000 people when you get to, like... I, exactly. And and at the end of it, we're all related to one another. But it is interesting to where they, like, create the match. Like, we, we have a direct way to show that your <laughs> dad's 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 dad is also the same person who is, like... It's, it's crazy. So interesting to see those connections. Yeah, I don't too. want to find out I'm related to Mitch McConnell. I am. <laughs> I figured. I figured. <laughs> be all part right. turtle. Yeah, that would so be I think we're we're too. all mostly for. Uh, yeah, how about that? Very cool. All right, let's not, move not on. Enough for a sound uh, not enough for a sound effect. Right. <laughs> I think we next the uh, sound effects for season three. Uh, now it's uh, my turn, uh, and this topic actually comes as a recommendation from fan uh, and uh, maybe not fan, but listener of the sometimes listener of the show. I'm going to keep qualifying this. Uh, <laughs> Colleague of mine, friend of mine, Brian Whalen, um, he thought it might be interesting for us to discuss the topic of house shoes. And so uh, house shoes are, you might be able to infer, um, are a pair of sneakers, all right? So a pair of sneakers that you only wear in your home so that you're not wearing your normal outside Sneakers, but not like a slipper or anything? So yes, so not sli- explicitly not slippers, all right? So it has to be like a gym shoe, um, 
that uh, you know you would wear jogging or you know Got for it. some sort of physical activity. And I put a link in there because I was so intrigued by this that I went and bought myself a pair of house shoes. Um, and of course I, I, you did. I shared the link with you all. Uh, however, um, if you look at the link, uh, you're gonna be like, well, what the hell kind of shoe company is this? I went on Amazon to find a high rated inexpensive sneaker. And the, the link that I shared with you all that I'll put in the, the show notes is the damn you on lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an, yeah. an, an Adidas knockoff. It has two stripes instead of three. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, yeah. So they, yeah, they are yeah, Adidas knockoffs. I don't even know if they're made in China. I think they might be made like somewhere. Uh, I don't know. A, a lesser brand name country. <laughs> yeah, a lesser brand name country. Um, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> These people in this picture are in Istanbul, maybe. <laughs> so, the first um, question on Amazon is, where are these made? And the first response is, wow, what a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into it right now. You don't, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> so, uh, Did we train rats to make them? I'm not saying yes or no. All right? <laughs> so here's the deal. I got these shoes. And if you look at the picture, Mike and Rob, Robbie, I think you, you said they, they look like Adidas knockoffs. In the picture, they do look like Adidas knockoffs. In person, they do not have the form factor at all. They they have no shape whatsoever. And so like the material is super thin and like the, the insole was just garbage. I don't know why 1,265. <laughs> well, 1,200 people have given this a four-star rating. So I thought they were going to be not the best shoe, but I thought they were going to be like a fine Jeez. shoe. They were not fine. So I, I tried them on. And uh, I, I didn't like them, so I returned them. So I don't personally have house shoes. I did make the attempt. Um, I'm still intrigued by this, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts before I, I make the plunge. And I feel like I'm probably going to have to spend 40 to $50 to get some like real shoes. So Patrick, I'm eager to hear what you're chuckling about. What's your take on house shoes? Well, I looked at the reviews, and then I decided to look at the one-star reviews to see why people didn't like them. And one of the reviews says, crummy overpriced shoe. They're $20 <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Where are they finding these shoes? I don't know. Um, so what's your take? What's your, the idea of house shoes? I, Never to be worn outside, only to be worn inside. Before, not Pat, before Pat goes, McFadden, can I ask you? Yes. Is there a reason? Like, because you bought these. So like what reason in your mind, like, oh, it could be good to have house shoes. So I um, have been working at home uh, since March and I have been finding that my feet have been hurting uh, and I, I wear socks all day. And so I thought that maybe if I had the support of a sneaker as I, you know, just going around my daily. You're probably not going to find the support from a $20 Amazon <laughs> shoe. <laughs> Hey, they're twenty eight forty nine, so don't <laughs> don't sell them short. I was rolling the dice, and I figured I it's Amazon. I could always return it. Not a big deal. Um, so that's where my thinking was: is that I, it would give me the support and comfort of uh, you know a, a shoe, and and you know I I would wear them inside, and so I won't have to track in you know the outside you know filth. So that that's that's the reason, Robbie. Okay, so got it. Back, to, back to Patrick. Patrick, your thoughts on the house <laughs> shoes. Well, I'm trying to figure out like how you picked 
your type of shoe because all these colors are like drastically different shoes. Yeah, they do. If you're looking at the link, I think you're getting hung up on the, the wrong part here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are correct that it's it's one skew. These shoes are bad, and there's like seven different shoes that that, that aren't the same. Um, but so house shoes, Patrick. So as somebody who has been working from home for like five years, um. I don't wear shoes or socks. I, I hate wearing socks unless I have to. I find free them uncomfortable. Yes, so I free toe all day long. And then I have shoes <laughs> for when I need to go outside. So there's shoes by the door, usually a flip-flop or like a slip-on for like going to get the garbage or something like that. I The idea of like putting socks and shoes on just to walk around inside is devastating to me <laughs> that this is something that somebody why, wants to why do. Why don't you put socks on, Pat? He's a free toer. To... I don't like socks. I don't know what your feet look like, but I, I don't want to know what they look like. Bobby, don't you? Do. Don't you? You don't have to see him to know what they look like. You know what they look like. <laughs> they look like a beard. Covered in red hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be against. I don't see the plus side to this at all. All right. That's fair. Robbie, um, now that you've had your explanation. Mm. My, my mom growing up, she would always wear, they weren't like outdoor shoes. They were a form of a slipper, but they, they weren't fluffy. They weren't comfy shoes. They were narrow and had heels on them. Uh, like, like flat heels, like elevated Platform, those are two. Those are the opposite things. <laughs> <laughs> a wedge. A wedge. I'm okay. trying to think of my 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 verb. Like a here. sole. Like a no. Like a wedge. Like a wedge okay. shoe. Okay. And I have no idea why she would wear these things. Like you could hear her cloppity clopping around the house <laughs> from one side of the house to the other, and they looked uncomfortable. They squ- squeezed her feet in as tight as they could. They did not provide arch support, uh, and. But that's no. not a house shoe. This like <laughs> that, the house shoe, shoe is like a gym shoe. So I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I guess I can't wrap my head around somebody wearing a shoe only to be worn in their own house. I, I I do get. So for me, this is like a total fashion play, right? If if you want to be wearing shoes inside your house, you probably are also I get those twenty dollars shoes. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. No, you're probably posing on Instagram, and you want people to see your full getup. I, there are people who love shoes and they don't want their shoes to get dirty. I get that part of it, but you then choose the right moment in time to wear your shoes out. Like you wear that, that one time to the club, but just if you keep them confined indoors, I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand the benefit of shoes in your own home for nobody else to see. I don't get it. Okay. So you're against I think so, unless you tell me why I should be for, but you haven't told me that. <laughs> Rob, I think I think maybe I can I can pivot you a little bit. Okay, please, please, Michael. Bit. Um, so I got excited when you said house shoes because house shoes, in my mind, are a very specific thing. Um, I have visited Japan, and in Japan, there's a long history of what they call house shoes. Now, these are not your your definition of gym shoes that you wear inside, but they are shoes specifically worn for inside your own home. In fact, when someone goes to someone's house, they'll have visitors house shoes. 
So like you take your shoes off and then you'll have the house shoes because you leave the dirty shoes outside. But you and said this, that they're not like they're not like sneakers. They're, they're not like, like sneakers. Slippers, they're right? more like slippers only. They're actually more supportive. They usually go all like often they'll go all the way around. So they'll have their their shoe in, in like many croc. circumstances. <laughs> yeah. But so like in that sense, I get it. Like you're you're not walking around in dirty socks. You've got shoes on. Um uh, question for you all are you guys uh shoes in do you make visitors take your shoes off when you get to your house? Like in your house? No. I don't make people, but it seems like most people just do that nowadays. I don't do it either because walking around people in socks is weird. Like I get it, Mike. Like I, <laughs> you know, so um, these Japanese house shoes actually make wonderful gifts. I've bought them for a few times for, for people. And um, if we're, if we're moving our frame of reference outside of a sneaker, I can see how this, could be useful and rob i think i could sell you on it because in japan they have a specific thing called toilet shoes which are <laughs> you take your house shoes take those More off and put a different shoes specifically <laughs> just for your toilet to do your toilet business yes, yes. More bathroom fixings. That seems Holy excessive. Um, I'm gonna before you jump in, McFadden. I'm gonna <laughs> reply now because Wyman, you have actually convinced me, right. and I'm gonna. But I'm gonna tell you why. You actually convinced me in a way that you might not realize. You mentioned something about how, like, in your own home, floors might be kind of dirty. You don't want like it's clean, but you don't necessarily want to walk around in socks. And I'm thinking, as a parent of a one and a half year old child, our floors are way dirtier than usual. Even right. when we do clean up. She leaves crumbs everywhere. You know, after she eats, she gets stuff on the floor. And again, we clean it up. But there's there are some things that get left behind. And I notice that I get crumbs or goop in my socks or on my feet. And I would love to have a pair of house shoes. So well, there might be some house shoes as a housewarming gift down in Buda. I'll tell you that. It just might <laughs> yes! be. Yes! <laughs> Four house shoes for it. All right, I'm going to come back to me now. Um, <laughs> so I, I wasn't strongly for uh, like the sneakers, but I viewed it as a better alternative to slippers because I have a pair of slippers and uh, my feet get too hot because they're like fleece lined and I like to wear socks. I like to wear socks. I'm, I'm not like Patrick. Um, my feet get cold and uh, I don't know. I just don't like it. I have wood floors also. I know what you uh, all are getting for Christmas and Hanukkah now. <laughs> oh. Japanese house um, shoes that don't have fleece lining. So I think <laughs> I think I might actually be for Japanese house shoes because the my first go at my you know uh, interpretation of house shoes was sort of a, a failure, and I don't really want to spend sixty dollars or oh, more. These are expensive. <laughs> Japanese house shoes are expensive. <laughs> uh, well, I'd be willing to give it a try. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm going to say four. So I think we're what Robbie, you you were you swayed. I'm, I'm, I was swayed. I'm four. All right, three, two, one. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Why did you count down? No, he's saying what? three, three to, to one. one. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> four against is brought to you by Bye Bye Liver, the party card game based on the long-running hit play of the same name, Bye Bye Liver. The card game is a mix of classic party games like Would You Rather, Never Have I Ever, and Most Likely Two, as well as some new games straight from the Bye Bye Liver writer's room. Both the original game and the expansion pack, The Deck Too Far, are available at buybyliver.com. Use promo code FOA at checkout to save 20% on your purchase. As part of this sponsorship, we've been asked to play one round of Would You Rather. This week, I will present our scenario. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yes. yes. Ready. All right. Would you rather, I'm going to go uh, Robbie, Patrick, Michael. 
would you rather, it just says St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo. So I'm assuming it's saying celebrate. Would you rather celebrate St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo, Robbie? Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I find that St. Patrick's Day lends itself to too much debauchery, uh, too much pe- people taking too many liberties uh, at, to extend the holiday beyond the true meaning of St. Patrick's Day. Cinco de Mayo has not been bastardized as of yet. And so I like to celebrate it. Uh, you know, Mexico are our neighbors to the south. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Robbie. Patrick. I used to be a St. Patrick's Day person when I was younger. I had a good time with the Chicago turning their river green. There was one lovely St. Patrick's Day where I got to babysit whining, which was a good time. (laughs) Um, And it was just like a great day for when you're younger in Chicago. But now Cinco de Mayo, I'm not a huge fan of like an Irish beer, but I like, um, what do you, what you call margaritas? Margarita. And I like, uh, (laughs) Mexican food. I like all that stuff. So I think Cinco de Mayo is for me now. All right. And yeah, Michael. I think uh, I, as Patrick alluded to, I've had uh, I've had my fill of St. Patrick's Days. I am now retired. <laughs> oh, that leaves um, that leaves uh, Cinco de Mayo. The food is better, uh, unequivocally. Mm. Uh, so everybody's everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, except for you three. Yeah. <laughs> used to be. Used to be. Used to be. McFadden, what about you? Um, you know what? I thought that there was going to be St. Patrick's Day across the board, to, to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. And um, I, I would say that I was leaning towards uh, Cinco de Mayo as well. Um, I, it usually sneaks up on me, though. And uh, the booze, yeah, to be fair, I have never no. once celebrated, <laughs> yeah. <Cinco de> <laughs> right? I don't know if I've ever celebrated either. Um, it comes uh, right after uh, May 4th, and May the 4th be with you is like a, a popular thing, and that comes four days uh, before the Justin uh, Timberlake uh, <laughs> meme that passes around the internet. It's gonna be May. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about May Day, the communist celebration. Are you saying that it's thinking am I overshadowed by these more important holidays? <laughs> I'm not saying they're more important. I'm just saying there's a lot going on right at the beginning of May. It's a busy week. So, it's a busy it's a, week. There's a lot to celebrate. Uh, we got Justin Timberlake memes. We've got Star Wars references, uh, which I've never seen. And then, uh, Saint, yeah, we're going to have to uh, talk about that in a future episodes. So, but but I, I think. I think we've all agreed that we like the idea of Cinco de Mayo because we're St. Patrick's Day out at this point. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Bye Bye Liver, the party card uh, card game. Uh, Go to ByeByeLiver.com. Use promo code FOA at checkout to save 20%. And we are back. Michael Winant, now it is time for you to lead us off with your topic for the evening. Well, it is the first episode of season three, and I'm going back to a well that we've gone back to many times, including our first episode, and that is uh, alternative self-propelled forms of transportation. It seems everybody and and their mother these days is coming out with something new. We've um, had put our stamps on longboarding. Mike, our resident longboarder, on the Elliptico C3 or 3C. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And I present to you now perhaps the coup de grace, the top of the mountain of um, self-propelled 
transportation devices. This is still in its uh, concept phase, but the bicycle brand Canyon, who sells very expensive bikes, has created the Future Mobility Concept Project, which is, by all intents and purposes, by looking at it, a car, a very tiny car. But on the inside, there is actually a uh, recumbent bicycle that someone is in and then shrouded by a car and also an electric engine in the back. So you can get up to 50 miles an hour. Wow. This thing looks like, uh, imagine like a, a RAV4, but the size of a person. Um, at its best, it could be, you know, the future of mobility in cities where it's you're powering yourself, but you also have a, a, a you can get on the highway when you need to. Um, at its worst, it is both George Jetson and Fred Flintstone cosplay put together. Um, I am very interested in hearing what you guys have to say about this uh, very novel uh, car-bike hybrid. Mike McFadden, our resident um, self-propelled enthusiast, I would like to begin <laughs> with you. So I am I'm, I'm mixed because in the the video, which I believe is just a, a CGI. We'll rendering, put this. We'll put the link it, in the show notes. Like, it looks like thing. it really exists, but I don't, I'm not certain that it actually does. Um, Pat, you might be able to. You spend more time in. If you read it, this after is coming, it is coming to. <laughs> um, it, the concept car will be at a, in a showroom at the end of this year. Okay, so well, the, the the front view, I think, looks sort of dorky, but then the side view, I think, looks really cool. And I had to like, scroll down and, and look through this thing a lot because I couldn't tell what this thing was at first. And it just looks like a small car from the side view, but there's no person by it, so there's no like sense of scale. So I think it's only two and a half feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so... The idea that you would take this on a street, you're going to be like below people's side view mirrors because it's a recumbent bicycle. This seems incredibly dangerous. And the only way to make it somewhat safe is to put one of those big doofy like orange flags off the back that sort of bounces <laughs> back and forth. And so you take all of the cool factor that you get on the side view and it just immediately goes down. If you were in a city where like there was a bunch of these, like and and no cars, I could see it maybe working, especially since it's got the electric motor that you know propels it. I don't like the idea that it only fits one. That seems like it's not. Necessarily... You want like one of those those swans on a on a on. I want a, a lake side where by you're side. Both doing it side by yeah. side. <laughs> I want a side, and I think it would look cooler if it was twice as wide because it looks too narrow just from you know the, the way that I'm looking at it. I like the idea of alternative modes of transportation. I have to imagine that this thing is going to be like 20 grand and you could just buy like a used car. Their bikes, uh, their bikes yeah, are engines are like five grand. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. But, but that's because it's a performance bicycle that like is for racing and you, you know, belong to a Peloton and you go riding for like, you know, 50 miles at a time and wear spandex and have a good time. This is not that. This is <laughs> this is a different thing. It's like a go-kart, but way more dangerous <laughs> because you're not riding it on a track. I I think I'm against this. Be, if it was a two-seater, I could be swayed, but I'm I'm against. All right. If if Mike's out, I think this thing might be doomed. But Rob, <laughs> what do you think? I was feeling really gung-ho about this until McFadden started speaking. But 
I'll speak on behalf of somebody who, out of the four of us, I've spent my most recent time in the uh, densest city in the country, in New York. And as somebody who works in New York and lives just outside New York, this has the potential to be game changer, actually, like in a really great way, because driving a car in Manhattan sucks. And like, it can take you, you know, 25 minutes to go a handful of blocks. Riding a bike, which I love bike riding, but riding a bike in Manhattan sucks as well. Uh, it's stressful. You're trying to navigate around pedestrians and cars and everyone's honking and uh, it's, it's not enjoyable. And this is kind of, I think the best of both worlds with also the benefit of, you kind of get the benefit of bike riding. So you get more mobility that way. You have a covering over your head. So it doesn't matter what the weather is. It's, you're, it's essentially like you're covered like you're in a car. And it doesn't show this necessarily, but I can envision there being like a little bit of storage in the back. It looks like there's room for like a mini trunk. And I think this, if they get it right for cities like New York, this could be really cool, but it has to be at the right price point. Like this thing would have to be like no more than like 2,500 bucks, right? It couldn't be 20 grand. And it, that would definitely be a huge turnoff. But I think there's something here. Rob is four. I'm four. All right. They need to make it twice as big so you can have at least two people. Well, then if it's two people, then how are you getting like, let's say you need to go someplace by yourself. You're not going to have enough momentum. Don't make it it twice as wide. Make it like a tandem bicycle where there's somebody. A side by side. You can't be like in an old timey plane. (laughs) 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 Mike just said, that's what it should be. And I said, it's not what it should be. I like that we had the same thought, but took opposite positions. No, All you right, gotta be Patrick. side by side. You can't pick Patrick. someone up for a date and then say, "Hey, up <laughs> in the back." By the way, you, your you, leather goggles. You should not be picking up anyone for this and for a date in this thing with the way it looks. Patrick, you live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Could you see yourself going up and down the hills in this thing? <laughs> so my first reaction when I saw like the image from the side, I'm like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool." Before I knew what it was. <laughs> and as I went to school for product design, and whenever we designed something. We tried to break it apart into all of its pieces and figure out how do we solve the problems that this has. So if you're starting with a bike, but you want it to be able to be on the street and you want it to be able to go so fast and be safe from the, uh, the elements car-like. and stuff like more car-like, like I feel like they failed on like every single <laughs> yeah. point. Like it, it feel you, you're so low. Can you imagine driving next to like SUVs Like in New York, being this low, you wouldn't be able to see what's around you, what's going on. And it seems like it'd be very difficult to like look to your left and right and actually like take in the world. Like when you're on a bike, you can really look around. But when you're like this far to the ground, it's pretty awful. Um, It also seems like it's got to be so heavy in its form that what kind of power are you actually giving it with the bicycle? Like at that point, why even have the pedals? Just have it be a smaller electric electric car. So that doesn't make any sense. Also, it's so small that like a bike, you should probably lock it to something because four (laughs) drunk guys get out of the bar. They're like, hey, let's take that. They could pick it up and walk away with it. What a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. So like this is just fails across the board for me. Like there's no piece of this that I'm like, oh, that's interesting or that could be 
lead to this or that's a good idea. Like every part of it is just like, no, thank you. Except right. the side view. The side view. Side view. It's a cool looking view. side view. Yes. As long as you don't like put anything next to it, so you have no sense of scale. Yes. Yeah. So I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> Michael. That leaves that you, leaves right? me. Um, I really think that this is just somebody trying really hard to to want to be around a town riding around in a recumbent bicycle, but not look like a dweeb. <laughs> off, more like a dweeb than ever before in your tiny little car. Like you said, having to have a little flag on the back. Uh, I am against this. I am for attempting to solve mobility problems here in Texas. Everybody, I think they give you like an F-150 when you move here. Uh, everybody's got one. It's just like an arms race. Who can get higher and higher on the road? Um, it, it's terrible. It's not the solution, but this isn't it either. Uh, no Fred Flintstone cosplay for me. Uh, also against. So Rob, you are you're on an island on this one, but you're the right. one of us. I, I don't. I think you guys might have swayed me, but I'll stay. I'm four for now. So two fours right. and two against. Because <laughs> <laughs> the side view, man, it's sleep. Yeah. Uh, okay, that leaves us to our last topic. Robbie, what do you have for us this evening? Well, we our last episode was on Halloween Day, and the very next day, Christmas and the holiday season began. <laughs> so are you for or against Christmas everything starting the day after Halloween? And from my perspective... Literally the next day, you see if you, you know, if people who are going to stores see those stores turn over from Halloween decorations to Christmas and, and Hanukkah decorations. On TV, you start having commercials with jingle bells in them. Uh, you have the Christmas music that starts playing. And is this, a, is it too early or are you just like, fuck it? It's November 1st. <laughs> I'm in Christmas time. Uh, McFadden, what do you got? I like that your segue into me was, fuck it, it's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, so I think that in an ordinary year, I would be against this and say, let's just pump the brakes. Let's enjoy November. I, I just, I want to fast forward until, <laughs> you know, like May-ish. And, uh, fast so, forward yeah, to Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah, fast forward to Cinco. <laughs> well, let's not forget about it's going to be May. And uh, May the, the, the huge holiday that is. Right. Uh, so yeah, I want to get to those, the early May celebrations as fast as we possibly can. So if we can deceive ourselves into thinking that like we're speeding up time by having Christmas come, you know, right away this year, I'm for it. I think that, um, in ordinary times, not COVID times, for those of you that are, you know, digging into the archives in the year 2035. Um, I think that Thanksgiving deserves its due. Uh, I think that we should make a, a I think that after Halloween, there should be big Thanksgiving. You I know, love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. It's my favorite holiday. Um, and so I, I feel a little bit like we are sliding Thanksgiving this year. But given the circumstances, I think it's fine. So this year, I am for it. If there's ever a holiday that would understand being slighted, it would be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, I get it. Get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They'd, they'd still be thankful. Uh, and what about you? What do you think? Uh, I think I'm 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 with Mike uh, in that 2020, the nightmare that it is. Need we need to wake up as quickly as possible, and anything we can do to make that happen. I'm for. 
Uh, but the thing that really puts me against it, I've never been a really big holiday season person. Um, it's strange here in Texas. It was 75 degrees today, and yet I'm still seeing uh, Christmas lights out because everyone's trying to, to fast forward a little bit. But it's the, it's the music that's going to get me, particularly in a super long one. Like, I don't think a Christmas song has been written since, like, Wings wrote that that like wonderful Christmas time. I think it was the last one. <laughs> no, ever Mariah, Mariah Carey in the early nineties. All I want for Christmas is you. That's the last one. Never, like the, the point is we do not have enough. I don't know. There's like 26 <laughs> of them. They'll fit on one CDRW, right? All the songs <laughs> ever written about Christmas. And luckily I'm not going to be spending a lot of time in department stores or anything this year because of COVID, but it's still going to seep into my brain and, and drive me insane so for that i'll have to say that i am actually against this even even in the context that we're in i think the solution here is we need more christmas songs um <laughs> and probably the fastest way to do it is to take you know bangers that are not christmas and and holitize them right so like let's, let's get our best minds background. together yeah like inter sandman becomes inter santa right uh, <laughs> while your Beatles fan, while my gu- guitar gently weeps, is in the manger with the sheeps. Like we can make this happen. Hanukkah. It's instead of a party rock anthem, it's uh, it's Hanukkah rock anthem. That one's a stretch, but uh, no, Rocket Man's <laughs> he- Rocket Menorah. Rocket Man, Rocket Menorah. I think that's the last. <laughs> I'll one. buy that. So, so your solution is is to Weird Al Yankovic. Let's do a Weird Al Yankovic Christmas if we're going to make it long, a holiday season rather. We're going to have to be inventive with it. So if we can come together as a society and unite, um, then I'm for it. But I think that could be something that all parties could unite around, I think. Yeah. So I agree with the two mics that this year is a little different, but I think it's more acceptable. Um, I feel like there's been such a Christmas creep like it used to be like, oh my gosh, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Are, are people really putting up Christmas stuff? And now it's the day after Halloween. It's it's just kind of getting insane. That um, happened this year though, right? Like, yes. I don't remember yeah, that last year. There is a collective year. urge to be festive. For sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently Amanda, my wife, read an article that s- talked about a study that showed people who put their Christmas stuff up early earlier are happier and that they related it to uh, childhood and feelings of childhood because the trees and the music and the lights bring people back to childhood. So that's interesting. So I think we're going to start putting up some stuff this next weekend. Um, For Wine End, I have a pretty good Christmas mix that I made of all like newer stuff. Um, Hit me with it. Christmassy. Ingrid Michaelson has a very good Christmas song. Never heard well, of that person, but I'm on. Really? <laughs> okay. She's a well, wonderful singer-songwriter. Yes. Very good. Um, so this year I'm definitely for, I always feel bad when I go into a store and it's Christmas music the whole time. Cause I'm fine with it. I like Christmas music. I'll dance to it or whatever, but they have to listen to it for like two months straight. <laughs> and that's just like torture. That's not okay. So for them, I'm, I'm against it for them and for, for us for this year. So for me, I, I really like Christmas and Hanukkah time, um, but I really like Thanksgiving. But having said that, I've noticed even before COVID, 
Lexi, my wife, Lexi's birthday is in mid-November. Uh, it's this week. And I've always felt like it's right around her birthday. I'll, I'll give her her birthday. It's the day after her birthday where I start feeling that urge. Like I turn <laughs> the radio to the Christmas channel and, and put on the Hallmark movies. And uh, Lexi really puts on the Hallmark movies. And I just <laughs> kind of peer at them from the background. They're such garbage. But I really do enjoy the spirit. Uh, in terms of like the, the 26 Christmas songs, give me those 26 songs and play them over and over again. I think the, the good thing is there are different versions of those same songs that make it so I can listen to them over and over again. Yeah. Like you have like a Duke Ellington white Christmas and you have a Mariah Carey white Christmas. Like there are enough different versions that I, I actually enjoy it. So a lot of people sing about that sexual assault that happened. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, uh, maybe it's Christmas cold outside. Right. Uh, maybe it's yes. cold outside. Yeah. And it's such a good song too. It's a shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, day after Halloween, in most years, I would say it is too early. But it's a it's a fun time. Let's have some sort of pleasantries in our lives. I'm for it. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for your topics. That's all of the topics that we have for today. But before we call it an episode, we're going to participate in one lightning round where one of us will post five, uh, pose five, four, or against in rapid lightning-like succession. This week, Patrick will be leading the way. Patrick, what is the lightning round that you have for us? So my lightning round is usually it revolves around your own topic, but I'm going for Winans' topic because we've done so many alternative transportation okay. things. I thought, let's get five more out of the way. Wow. Do them real quick. <laughs> there are five more? <laughs> wow, we tackled them all. Okay, so this first one is called the solo wheel. And it is a single wheel that you stand on top of um, like a unicycle, unicycle. Um, but there's no seat. So it's just the wheel part with the unicycle. It's electric. It moves by itself for or against. I've, there's a guy that lives in my town who there's I've a guy seen, who lives in my town who does this and yeah. mine as well. And, and this thing is no cooler than a unicycle. I'm against. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also against this thing's awful, but at least there's a headlight on it. So you don't die, but no, it's maybe you deserve it. I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, you guys talked about the canyon thing being nerdy. This is 10 times nerdier than that, uh, <laughs> against. I can't tell if this is, like, super dangerous or less dangerous because you could, like, easily jump off of it. But also, like, if you lose your balance, are you just going to face plant? I can't tell. It sucks. Doesn't even – you don't even <laughs> have to worry because it sucks. <laughs> don't find um, out. And then here is a vel Velomobile. And this is the original version of Winans. There is no motor inside of it. It looks very oh, similar. You're yeah. trapped inside of a tiny, tiny car and you pedal your way down the street. Pat, you're just selling us the dorkiest look. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this is so far. I like the Velomobile more uh, Me than, too. than the, the whatever the hell Mike shared with us. Um, <laughs> especially this yellow one that looks like a yellow submarine that is a bicycle. I'm for. <laughs> I'm for this too, because it has big, big windows. If you're going to be a huge nerd, everybody <laughs> should be able to see you do it. I'm <laughs> Not only does this device vehicle look nerdy, the model they got to be in the bike, he looks extra nerdy himself. <laughs> like they match the person to the vehicle. 
Uh, see, they're not trying to be like the next cool new thing. They're like, we suck and we are proud. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our mode of transportation. See, that I can respect. Uh, no, I'm, I'm against The very bottom one looks like it's from like 100 years ago. It's been going back a long time. Um, the next one I don't need to share with you because it is the electric scooter that's in such a craze right now. McFadden. Oh, just, yeah. just like the ones that are all over everywhere? Yeah. Like the, uh, the birds and the, and the limes. I don't live in a big enough city where I've ever seen one of these in person, uh, and I don't ever go to big cities. Um, <laughs> stay in my suburban um, little uh, radius. I think I'm for them. I think they're, I like the idea of being able to get somewhere faster and especially like the ride sharing aspect of it. I know that there's like huge problems with them being like littered everywhere. Um, and I'm not certain that the business model actually works, but uh, I, I like the idea of them. I'm for. I, uh, I live in Austin, Texas where there for a time, there was a, uh, an epidemic before the epidemic <laughs> of these scooters around <laughs> and they really were like just strewn across. Nobody seemed to care. <laughs> where they were, how, what, like what condition they were in. Um, and I like the idea because Austin until thankfully a recent bond, we don't have like good public transportation. So it was like trying to solve a real problem, which I could respect. But uh, I used to walk to work and I got hit by these, by tourists with these things on twice. People oh my God. These things. Um, and so I'm very against just from personal experience. Yeah, and we, we had these in Hoboken for about a year uh, after Austin. And I, I used it a handful of times. I like the idea of it, but like what Wynan was saying, I, there were a couple of problems. One, they don't have great suspension. So you go over like a very small divot in the road, and it. I did, and I <laughs> literally went flying off the scooter. And so if, if I, as a fairly well coordinated man speak for yourself fine but well enough if i'm gonna go (laughs) and and the whole thing like i i got thrown off and i had to catch myself by running like in a cartoon to make sure i didn't actually (laughs) lightning round this is a lightning (laughs) round and and secondly (laughs) furthermore furthermore in hoboken in summary 10 year olds that would be riding around on these things all over town carelessly and they were the worst so against i i like these i would like to like go and visit a city and then be able to ride around and see things quicker or whatnot uh they aren't for everyone i know that injuries like skyrocketed with like older people with like broken wrists and stuff like that because some people are like oh this is cool but they don't think about how untalented they are like a Robbie (laughs) and they end up falling off of them and hurting themselves. But that seems more on the person or others than the actual device. Uh, So the next one is some of us have larger families and you still want to be able to bike around and save energy, but you, you want to be all together like a car. So there is the seven person tricycle. What? Everybody sits Only around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> looking I mean, at each other. This is like one of those um, things Don't in party towns. Bar carts? Yes. yes. Carts. So it's like a bar cart where you ride around and you're drinking, except just if you want to stare at each other, because everybody looks to the center and then there's one driver you just stare at each other and pedal. 
Yeah, I am against this. This is this is something that I, you know, like families that are too close, <laughs> they do everything together. Um, yeah, this I'm getting that vibe. I'm against this thing. I'm against this because you know there's going to be like two out of the seven people who are not going to be putting in their weight, and this thing, oh yeah, probably weighs a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see anybody who's actually um, f- like looking directly at the road. So they're going <laughs> to smash into something. It's a circle. Uh, so, so nobody's got uh, full eyesight. So I am against it. I feel like uh, in the movie Step Brothers, where you have that family in the car singing Sweet Child of Mine together. <laughs> I feel like this is made for that family but if they want to be on a bike. And Pat, you're finding just the worst. <laughs> so against. Um, yeah, so to wine and uh, there's a picture of people on it, and the guy who is driving it has two people in front of, like, Rick staring at him, like, blocking his view. So how can he see? I don't think Very he's against. <laughs> and then finally, sometimes you have to get somewhere, but you also have to mow the lawn at the same time. Mm. So here is the bike lawnmower. It's a recumbent bike that has a lawnmower attached to the bottom of it to do your lawn mowing on the go. Uh, I was hoping you were going to show me. So, um, something you don't own already, (laughs) (laughs) but I spend a lot of time in Northern Wisconsin at a summer camp that I've talked about in previous episodes. And there's a guy who's taken the fork of a bicycle and replaced it with a gas powered lawnmower, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a total like DIY job. And I'm not (laughs) sure that it could actually support a human. Um, that thing looks really cool. This thing, um, I have mentioned previously, I'm adamantly against recumbent bicycles and putting a lawnmower on it that is man-powered and not gas-powered makes it even worse. So I'm against this one, especially. Congratulations, finding the five dumbest modes of <laughs> man uh, has ever conceived of. I, too, am against the uh, the mow cycle. There's no way that this thing works at cutting <laughs> lawns. I, it, there's no way. Um, and so if it doesn't work, um, then I don't want it. And also, we've already invented the lawnmower. So no thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Pat, you like you just sent us five different jokes, and we're against every one of them. <laughs> no, we weren't. We we liked the VeloCycle. We did. Yeah, yeah. we like that that's one. True. All right, I, I like this one and too, just because like, like I, I like it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't buy that. You didn't sell me hard enough. I I would Pat. ride it down the street, not lawn mowing, and have people stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> like tiny little knives underneath you so you better not like fall down every by the way and i'm a nerd too but every one of the models in every one of these devices is nerdy like scroll down at the bottom this guy he looks like a fine gentleman but his plaid shirt is tucked into his blue jeans he hasn't he hasn't been on a lot of dates no he, he but he has ridden a lot of motorcycles. you just lost us a listener robbie <laughs> <laughs> and a this guy looks sponsor. this guy looks like al borland but like 30 years later <laughs> al borland but he hasn't spoken to another human being in seven years <laughs> if you are still listening please consider telling a friend about for or against and if you haven't yet please write a review on apple Podcasts. we'd also love to hear about any topics you're for against or undecided on via instagram twitter tiktok or our facebook page at for or against pod we just might feature them on a future episode for now thanks for listening Bye. Just old friends.
Friends on the podcast, we build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up, this is for or against?